Right now, it's 16 minutes past the big hour. Is that not right, Mr. Scream? <laughs> Great, good stuff. I think people are getting really cranked. Welcome back in Colorado's biggest and best live hockey radio show. That's the Hockey Show right here on My Sports. JJ Derez, Ryan Bolding. We're heading to the phones to talk to our friend Adrian Dater. Uh, covers the Colorado Avalanche, of course, for Colorado Hockey Now. You guys all know that, though. Adrian, how are we doing this fine Saturday? And uh, let's start with an easy one. Are you dressing up this Halloween? <laughs> uh, well, the classic joke, of course, would be that I'm going to go as myself, which is scary enough for the folks. <laughs> Uh, out there, but uh, no you know Gene what? Simmons? I actually thought of that today. I actually thought I wish I wish I had some old Celtic stuff in a Larry Bird wig because <laughs> I I might go as Larry Bird if I had all that, but I don't know if I can gather that up in time. It doesn't uh, sound that hard for a super fan like you to be able to <laughs> to put that together. I know it shouldn't be right, but uh, yeah, I uh, I never did. I never. I I still don't have a Bird jersey, believe it or not. I I don't know why I haven't, but. Uh, um, I do have a piece of the parquet floor that he once uh, trod on, though, so that's that's pretty good. That's probably a more valuable um, piece of memorabilia. <laughs> and you'd have to grow that grungy little mustache Larry Bird wore. I don't, I don't know if, I don't <laughs> I know if that I've suits already, you. I think I already have one of those right now. I'm <laughs> shaving in a couple days. Well, let's get into the Colorado Avalanche. Obviously, they just won uh, a game against the St. Louis Blues. It feels like things are turning in the right direction. I guess, what's your assessment? Do you think they still have a long way to go, or is the ship kind of being righted here? Well, um, it seemed like it would be righted, uh, but uh, I sort of thought the ship was righted after their win in Tampa Bay, and then they kind of came home and laid an egg against Vegas, and now I know they were a little shorthanded that night, so... Uh, I got to be a little more encouraged, though, than I was after the Tampa Bay game with that win at St. Louis. They really did dominate that game, I thought. Uh, it was great to get under Bennington's skin again and watch him act like a little pouty, <laughs> little whiny baby again. Uh, so that was great. Uh, I love the way they played. I mean, uh, the question is, you know, can they sustain it? I mean, nothing's been sustained, though, this year um, so far. Uh, you know, it's... Um, I don't know if it's lineup and injuries and whatnot, COVID, but, uh, you know, it, it just hasn't been there yet. But, uh, yeah, tonight's going to be a real answer to that in some ways. And yet, you know, no matter what, even if they won 6 nothing tonight, I mean, it's only two in, two in a row and there's still a ways to go. But uh, um, I'm much more encouraged after that. I saw good things out of Comper, which I hadn't seen in a while. I mean, I like the way the bottom two lines looked, looked at game. I don't know if that can sustain itself, but uh, – just the fact that they got something more out of these guys, maybe they got more confidence. Uh, those lower tier guys gives me more confidence going forward because you know McCarr, McKinnon, Landy, Randon are going to be there, uh, if not now, very soon. I mean, they haven't really cranked it up yet, but they will. I was going to say eight seven seven goals now is ringing off the hook in St. Louis. Comfort was having himself a game, <laughs> and like you said, it's encouraging, especially to see McCarr get one and get going. You know, we saw a little bit of a, a clip of the post-game action, and his, his left hand is pretty taped up. So, you know, he's either yeah. fighting through something or protecting something pretty heavy. But how how important, especially with Miko kind of going out late here recently, how important is it to see guys like Makar start to get going after the start that he's had? Well, um, I think we we're all shocked that he was a minus eight in two straight games uh, in that Florida trip. And that was... I don't know. 
what the odds would have been on that ever happening, but I mean, it would have been plus 10,000 probably. Uh, uh, but he's looked great the last couple of games, especially the Blues game. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was wrong with him. Um, yeah, I know the hand is taped up. A lot of guys tape up a lot of hands, though, and stuff. I don't know if that's it, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, who knows. But uh, he looks good now. <laughs> and uh, I think he's the best defenseman in the league. So um, he's so important and so huge. Uh, the, the only, you know, the thing is, the thing that has really kept the ass from probably winning one more game than they've lost is, is power play. And once he's back ready to roll with the power play, I, I think that'll make things just so much easier. Um, you know, he uh, he ran it well last game. They only got that one goal, but uh, they were dangerous with the puck. Uh, so, yeah, Kale McCarr, critical, critical piece of this team. And, uh, yeah, it looks, it's looking a lot better. Uh, hopefully he can keep it going tonight. Let's shift the focus over to Nathan McKinnon. Now, this is his eighth year now since he's been drafted, and only one goal so far through through this stretch of games. I guess this, is this a different version of Nathan McKinnon? Have we not seen this guy yet? Because I, I'm watching the games and I'm you know f- having a hard time finding him out there. I don't think he's being as impactful as he's usually is. I mean, I don't know if it's whether the teams are kind of game planning for him a little bit better or he's just a little bit different. What, what's your take on the matter? Well, and we didn't see a ton of goals out of him last year either. I mean, we saw a decent number, but not a ton. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we haven't so far either. I do think that he was trying to do too much those, some of those first few games. He was definitely trying to stick handle through too many guys. Now, I think he, he has that tendency, I think, when they're behind in a game and trying to, trying to do stuff by himself sometimes. Uh, and that's a flaw, you know. But uh, – uh, so I do think the teams obviously are checking them a little harder too. I mean, you could see that toward the end of the Vegas series last year, when uh, when Vegas got a better game plan, they hit the ass harder, and then they, you know, with Kadri being out, they just had a better uh, a better plan, and that hurt. Uh, but uh, uh, Nathan, you know, it's going to be dangerous. I do, you know, I do, um, you know, occasionally get a little worried about Nathan with his, uh, you know, his 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 you know, tendency to try and do things too much by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't always know if he's got the best, you know, um, well, I was going to say, do we really know that, that that line, those three guys together is the best line for them? I always, I swear, I, I think Burakovsky sometimes is better with McKinnon than uh, Landy. Now, yes. I think there's certain matchups that Landy's better with him, but I, I like that shooter, uh, who can freewheel a little more off the off the rush like Burakovsky can than Landy, but uh, that's just me. I guess we're nitpicking here. Uh, Landy will be, I mean, Nate will be fine though. I'm with you. Every time they try to break up that line, though, they, it doesn't take long for them to go right back to it. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm 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 100 with that though. I like Burakovsky with McKinnon. Well, I've been saying for a long time, too, that you, you don't want those guys together in a perfect world. You want to disperse their talent across the lineup, and it makes it harder to defend against. But, yeah, Adrian, what are your thoughts on the power play for the Avalanche here? It's obviously been a very weak spot. This is a team that, when I'm betting, I don't know which way to go, either for them or <laughs> against them, because I feel like against Vegas, you're like, well, their power play has Makar, Landeskog, Rantanen. McKinnon and Vegas is missing Pacioretty and Stone and Vegas wins. And then against St. Louis, you're like, well, if they can't be Vegas, I don't know if they can beat St. Louis who's undefeated. And then they just hammer them. So it's, it's, it's weird, but do you feel like the, the what's going on with the power play is really my question. I think it's, you know, I've all these years covering the game. I think 
power play is so cyclical. I don't tend to get too carried away with any seven, six or seven game stretch. So my my take on this is that it's it's we've got to have a few more games of sample size, and then you know then we'll start worrying after fifteen, twenty games if it's still like this. Then we'll start to really worry. I mean, they could get three tonight on the Wild, and everybody everybody will you know think it's great. Uh, uh, but uh, to me, the power play has always been about quick shots and quick rebounds and, and quick putbacks. You know, it's not taking too much time. Sometimes the Avs do take take a little too much time with a puck, I think. But, uh, you know, McCarr, uh, I think he's really good on the power play. He walks that blue line so well. Uh, he hasn't gotten as many shots through, probably, uh, as he'd probably like. He doesn't have a – he doesn't slap shot a lot of pucks, right? So – He's always he usually tries to wrister, and that's a little easier to defend probably. But that said, though, Makar is always shifty or, and usually doesn't shoot if he if he doesn't think he has a real clear lane. I don't know. I think um, you know Nate just has to knock in one of those one or two from that left circle, the one timers, and uh, you know everybody will get their confidence back. Uh, 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 you know. Comfer in the bumper position, you know, you can argue one way or the other whether that's that's good. A right-hand shot can be difficult sometimes when the puck's on the other side with McKinnon. You know, then uh, Comfer doesn't really have any uh, shot from there, right? He's uh, he's got to be turned. He's got to be higher in the in the, in the, in the slot to even get a shot right-handed if he's going to shoot it from Nate. Um, but if you have Kadri there too, then he can't shoot really from the other side with Grant. So it's hard i uh I, I think the key is just mccarr getting quick shots through and then rebounds and then uh, nate bombing a few from the circle and it'll be okay i pulled up the numbers they're 0 for 9 on the power play at home three for 27 total adrian the abs are playing minnesota and i feel like every single person except for michael russo is out with covid right now for that team so and they have a <laughs> terrible penalty kill terrible yeah i i'm thinking you know this is probably going to be a slaughter. Is that how you're feeling about this game? <laughs> All the reason more why I'd get more worried. You know me. I'm always. It's always. It's always um, uh, brightest before the darkness, or what, no? I'm trying to mix my cliches. It's darkest <laughs> before the dawn, or something in reverse. I don't know. I. I. Uh, I, I get worried on games they're supposed to win and easily. So I'm, that's me. Um, but yes, of course. They should have a good night on the power play. Jordan Greenway won't be in, though. So, you know, the Avs can't count on some cheap penalty like he usually takes on the Avs. There goes one power play, maybe. But uh, I'm sure the the Wild will come through with a few others. Probably, uh, you know, uh, well, I was going to say we don't have uh, Zach Parise around anymore either. So, I don't know. Maybe they won't even get any power plays, though, with this depleted roster on the Wild. Who knows? But, uh I uh, I don't know, man. The power play is just such a fickle thing. It's hot, hot and cold all the time. It seems like, unless you know you're the lightning, it seems like they score all the time. Tough question. Uh, they'll be fine though. Too much talent there not to succeed. Adrian, like I mentioned, I'm a little gun shy on betting in games that involve the Avalanche because they keep messing up my parlays. So I'm curious. This game aside, as as a contributor to bookies.com, what what are you looking at for for bets tonight? Ten games today, Adrian. I know you got picks out there. I've got a five five bet parlay going. So I'm hoping secretly you're going to say that all my picks are the right picks. Oh man, I, I I haven't seen all your picks yet. I I I make I have to make the the picks I do for bookies 
Match.com are made a day in advance. So uh, um, I always have to, you know, I'm always cringing a little when I see the lineups the next day. <laughs> My biggest play today was the Penguins over the Devils with Crosby and Carter coming back. I think the line was minus 145 when I locked in. Uh, I think it's gone up to 170 now. So uh, I, Avs tonight, I mean, I did not pick the Avs game because, uh, number one, I'm always wrong when I pick the Avs. Same. Uh, on my bookies picks. And uh, I tend to – I try to play the Dater Jinx with the Avs, too. So I'll pick against them a lot, hoping that I'm hoping that I'm wrong. And uh, that's how the Dater Jinx works. You bet, you bet against your team so that if they win, you get something out of it at least. Uh, if they lose, that is. You get something out of it. You get paid. I mean, I did that as a little kid. When the Red Sox would play the Yankees, I'd bet a dollar, which is a lot of money for a kid in the 70s, uh, against the Red Sox. And if the Yankees won, then I was – at least I got a dollar. If the Red Sox won, at least I lost a dollar, but I was happy as hell. So that's how I view the Avs. I think they should win tonight, but I'm not going to pick them because I don't want to jinx them. I, I feel like the uh, data jinx should be a line in some betting app, like an <laughs> odds boost, like an actual thing. You need to get on, get your manager, get your PR team on selling that off. That's my good idea. I want 10%. That's actually a pretty good idea. Not actually. Let's talk, Ryan. <laughs> Avs minus 160 tonight for all you bet heads on the money line. But, Adrian, thanks so much for hanging out with us here on the Hockey Show, and we can't wait till we uh, get to chat again. Okay, guys. Take care. All right. Have a good thanks, night. Thanks, Dater. There's Adrian Dater of Colorado Hockey Now. Don't forget to uh, subscribe if, if uh, he floats your boat, you know. But that's one thing I've noticed about Adrian is him and I have kind of developed a little bit of relationship that's really centered around betting, and he loves to make those bets. He'll So that way he has an emotional investment on one side and then a financial investment on the other. He can't really lose that way, right? Yeah. Well, he, it, depending on how you look at it, he can't really win that way that, either. That's how I felt with some of my bets recently. But well, they never came up uh, Millhouse for me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. Thanks again to Adrian Dater for hanging out with us here on the Hockey Show. J.J. Derez, Ryan Bolding, Danny Bailey rocking things behind the glass. We'll be right back after this short commercial break. Back.